Good evening, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as part of Fan Sided. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. And I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. Now, we just want to thank everyone again, as always, for our 11th podcast episode now, the Who Dat Dish podcast. Oh, yeah. I couldn't think of anything um, off the top of my head of significance for the number 11, but I'm sure there are things out there. Now, the Who Dat Dish podcast has reached 11 episodes, so that's really significant. So there you go, guys. But, um, yeah, we've got some Saints news to talk about today, and... It's going to be really fun, so I'm looking forward to it. How about you, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a fantastic weekend. If you, if any of you saw the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight, that was uh, obviously a spectacle uh-huh. in the sports world. Uh, the Saints played on the same night, obviously. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, thoughts and condolences out to everybody out in Houston right now due to uh, Hurricane Harvey and all the floods that they are experiencing. I was just um, about to mention that, too. Yeah, very sad stuff what's going on, but it has showcased the strength of our nation, honestly, uh, more more so than anything, I think. But, um, yeah, natural disasters are like that are are always terrible, and you always have yeah. to you know think about everybody involved with that. So Another thing, too, is that, um, you know, uh, it was all over Twitter, you know, I, we all follow a lot of people, you know, from Louisiana, Saints, Twitter, all that good stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people were mentioning, you know, how when it came down to New Orleans getting flooded back with Hurricane Katrina, everyone, for example, from te- uh, Texas, you know, would come down and help. Yeah. So, you know, New Orleans is doing the same thing that way. And New Orleans is experiencing a little bit of flooding, but it's not going to be too major compared to what Texas is dealing with right now. Right. So, again, we just wanted to... Wish everyone our condolences and everything going on. Hopefully, everyone is safe out there. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, again, condolences to everybody out there. Let's get into the show. Uh, we obviously are going to start with Articles of the Week. It's our weekly segment that we do every single time. We will never miss a beat on this. It's where Tyler and I uh, discuss our Articles of the Week as well as another article from a different contributor on com, which is a site we obviously write for. Uh, and if you're not living on that site, you should be, especially if you're a New Orleans Saints <laughs> fan. Tyler! What do you got yeah. for me this week, man? Okay, so um, I will say this. I didn't really have an article that went out this week for mine. That's okay. But I will say that it was some form of literature, so it still sort of counts. Basically, it was a go. summary of last week's podcast. If yes. you haven't seen that, make sure to check that out here, whether you're watching this on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes or Twitter, wherever you're checking it out, make sure you do that. And... If you uh, if you don't have time to listen to the full podcast, make sure to check out the summary articles to get a gist of what we're mentioning and all the background stuff, like what articles were mentioned and all that good stuff. So, uh, as for the other article, I have an article by our fantastic editor. His name is Roy Anderson, and his article is called "Saints Placed a Saints Signed Potential Special Teams Standout Audie Cole and Placed Harbor on Injured Reserve." So basically. This is just some recent news for the New Orleans Saints coming out a few hours ago. Basically, what it talks about is the New Orleans Saints have signed a veteran linebacker, Audie Cole, and he basically the main uh, the main um, contribute contributor to our special teams right now. What he's going to be doing is hopefully, if he makes the team, is contributing to the special teams. And the other unfortunate news is the Saints have put their fourth player on injured reserve. Now, luckily, it hasn't been anything major as far as the roles these players have played, but it's still really unfortunate to hear about. But, yeah, basically, if you want to check out all the news regarding that, if you want to learn about any information about the linebacker we signed or even about uh, the tight end harbor, 
that we place on injured reserve. Make sure to check it out by Rory Anderson on foodatdish.com. But what do you got for me, Dayton? Fantastic stuff. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to see what Cole is going to be able to do um, in the final preseason game if he ends up playing, uh, what kind of role he'll or what kind of impact he'll have on the team. Um, okay, let's get into my article. Uh, it was called, It May Just Be Preseason, But Saints Fans Should Be Happy. I pretty much just delved into the success that the Saints are having so far in the preseason and how kind of heart-jerking that is, you know, tearing, tugging at our heartstrings, uh, just because these games don't mean anything in the grand scheme of, uh, you know, getting towards the Super Bowl. Obviously, it means things for momentum and, and the coaching staff to narrow down the roster to 53 guys, but record-wise, stats-wise, they don't mean a darn thing, which is unfo- usually in the past... Uh, it, it's been great for the Saints because we've done so poorly in the preseason, but now that we're actually performing well, uh, it kind of sucks. But we should still be very happy with how our team is doing, obviously, they're playing well, and that has a really good chance of translating into the actual season where everything does count. My, the other article I wanted to do is by uh, Dean Mullen, uh, great guest on the show. We've had him before, awesome guy. Uh, the title is, Sean Payton's offense is showing a rebirth of running the ball. That might just be for preseason due to us having uh, you know, a lot of backup quarterbacks in. But he does make a good point, as in the Saints rushed the ball 33 times against the Chargers, and they only passed the ball 27 times. And then they had 33 passes against the Texans and 30 rushing attempts. Uh, so yep. it was pretty much even there. But usually the Saints, uh, he has this interesting stat, they uh, ranked in the top five. Or they, they were, yeah, they ranked in the top five in 2016 with a passing percentage of 63.44%. So that's going down just a little bit, and obviously it should because we have Mark Ingram at his prime, Adrian Peterson, a Hall of Fame running back, and then Alvin Kamara is looking explosive. He's a rookie. That's going to be interesting to see how how much more often Sean Payton runs the ball uh, in the offense. Uh, Drew Brees can still gun the ball down, but again, he is getting up there in age, so we kind of have to prepare for a life without Drew Brees. But at the same time, it's obviously great to see running backs run, so... Be sure to check out all of those articles on whodatdish.com. If you're not living there, you should be. Let's get into Absolutely. the game, Tyler. Okay. So, guys, uh, just a quick uh, quick heads up. Unfortunately, uh, the people that covered this podcast, Staten and I, we don't live in Louisiana. So, uh, uh, tip note there, we, we didn't get to see the game, unfortunately. But we did uh, get a bunch of highlights from Twitter, from other fans, and a bunch of stuff. So, we'll go from that and basically what we heard from there. But, so, here's our uh, first main topic of the night. The New Orleans Saints shut out the Houston Texans. Gasp, what? The I Saints know. shut out the Texans? I know. Yes. yes, they did, guys. Yes, they did. So, uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, uh, beat the Houston Texans in the week three of the preseason, 13 to nothing. It was a great game. A lot of good things, mostly for the defense, but a little bit on the offense. But shall we dive in? Let's do this it. This awesome game. Absolutely. Okay, so I, you want to go first or let should me, I? Let me just list off some stats real quick. Just <laughs> I, to get actually, started. I have my phone up. Go too. ahead, man. Go ahead. You got the oh, floor. Oh, you want to? Okay, you here, you, you take offense, I'll do defense. Let's do that. Okay. Okay, I'll start out with offense. Uh, Chase Daniels, nine attempt, or sorry, nine completions uh, from 12 attempts. Really, yep. really good for only three incompletions. That's great. Drew Brees was 11 for 15. Daniels had 108 yards. Brees had 76. Um they both had passer ratings over 84, which is uh, a really good standard. Uh, Chase Daniels had 102.1 passer rating. Um, no touchdowns, no interceptions from any of our quarterbacks. Garrett Grayson was 2 of 6 for 35 yards. Um, and, and the quarterbacks as a total were only sacked three times, and Drew Brees wasn't sacked at all. That's awesome news. Um, David Victor had eight carries for 30 yards uh, with a touchdown. 
He, he had a touchdown early in the game. Ted Ginn Jr. actually was more of a, like a bubble screen that got him, uh, which was one carry, 24 yards, pretty explosive. Adrian Peterson in his debut in a New Orleans Saints uniform, six rushes for 15 yards. So even though we rushed a lot, didn't, didn't have too many rushing yards. Um, receptions, uh, uh, Michael Thomas led the team uh, four receptions. Uh, but Brandon Coleman actually led the team in reception yards with 44. Um, yep. Tommy Lee Lewis had three catches for 34 yards. Um, and he was also targeted the most times. He was targeted six times. Again, and no touchdowns by any of these guys, interestingly enough. So um, nothing nothing too extreme stands out. Again, it was uh, the only points scored in the game were uh, 13 by one team. So obviously a little bit low on offense. But uh, how about the defense? How'd that defense do, man? So I will say one thing before we get into the defense. Uh, about you, Breeze, I thought this was really interesting. See, stats lie, people. Stats lie yeah. a lot. And here, here's why. I, I was, uh, I was uh, okay, so between Twitter and Facebook, I was keeping track of the game. And uh, there would be times where, you know, okay, so John Hendricks on Twitter, guys, check him out, follow him. He was there at the game. He was uh, live tweeting. And every now and then I would see Saints go three and out. Saints punt the ball. Saints punt the ball. For Drew Brees going 11 for 15, and he stayed in several drives. I'm talking, I yeah. think, at least more than three or four. I'm surprised he went 11 for 15 because right. he still managed to go three and out, three and out here. I mean, actually, I could probably check right now. Let's see. Yeah, what I think were... I think he played the entire first quarter, maybe even more. Yeah, um, yeah we're six for seventeen on uh, offense, the third down. Wow, third down conversions. But okay, so now onto the defense. The defense led the night. It was really awesome. So as far as that went, the Saints had four sacks that night by our very own Adam Big Hill, great Woo! dude over there. Love you, Adam. We have yeah, Raphael Bush uh, came in out of nowhere and clobbered. I forget which Texans quarterback, but one of them uh, got nailed. Um, Daryl Tapp also had a sack, as well as Ake, uh, Al-Qaeda Muhammad, who has been really impressing so far yes. throughout the preseason, especially considering he's a six-round draft pick. I'm happy for that. So, also, um, Adam Big Hill also led the defense in tackles, total tackles. Let's see. We did have one interception by Damian Swan, surprisingly. Right, I know. That was crazy. I thought, for some reason, I thought it was P.J. Williams who had the interception, but I guess it was Damian Swan. Hmm. It was, I, like, the only thing he did that entire game was that interception. Damian Swan? Yeah. Really? He had no tackles, no pass breakups, just Yeah, I'm looking at that, too. That's weird. Yeah. And as far as everything goes, few players had assists, but as far as everything went, though, the defense looked spectacular, holding its own, uh, getting off the field when they needed to. Just everything you would expect from the Saints defense right now, it is doing it. Yes. So, with that being said, I don't know where we should start things off, but I am obviously very excited. Going into our fourth game, it's funny. Right now, I think, I believe our defense is ranked overall for the preseason, either second or third. Guess who is number one? Is it the Baltimore Ravens? It is the Baltimore yeah. Ravens. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, I was looking at their numbers uh, and prep for the show, and, and they're, they're really, really impressive. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. Later on, um, I, I I guess we should start. First of all, I want to start just because this was the first game we uh, this preseason we were seeing Drew Brees and Adrian Peterson. I think that brings a lot more confidence to the team, to the coaching staff, seeing those guys out on the field and, and seeing how they play. Because it definitely brings more confidence to me as a fan to see how this team is kind of meshing together. Eleven for fifteen by Drew Brees in his first action. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. fantastic. That's that that's I like I don't care how many third down conversions they weren't able to convert. 
it was still a really impressive um, outing by him. Deshaun Watson, who I think is going to be a fantastic quarterback in the NFL. He's already played really well uh, throughout the preseason. He was 11 for 21, 116 yards. He had one interception. He had a 48.9 passer rating, and he was sacked twice. Very, very low numbers. That That's not a good outing by a quarterback. Very poor. Uh, again, he is a rookie, and, and the only reason I'm like bringing this up is because he's been so impressive. I know he's going to be a good quarterback in the league. Our, our, our defense made him look like a rookie quarterback, which he hadn't really looked like. Uh, and it was something we were unable to do against Deshaun Kaiser, who, by the way, was just named the starter for the Cleveland Browns. In week I saw one, that. Yeah, which, I which, which is great. I, I think I, that might be the right move, but who, who, I, don't, I don't really dive deep into the Cleveland Browns <laughs> that much. You know, Browns. Exactly, exactly. I'm glad we have a franchise quarterback uh, year in and year out. But we made Deshaun Watson look like a rookie quarterback, and it was great. Saints rarely ever do that. Uh, you remember when uh, Robert Griffin III, his very first game of the NFL, was in the Superdome against the New Orleans Saints, and he tore us up, and we made him Countless look. Examples. Yeah, we made him yeah. look like a franchise quarterback right there, uh, which was crazy. And so the funny part is, though, too, it's not uh, not only Robert Griffin III, it's several other quarterbacks. Yeah. I remember just time after time, like you have teams like the Jets, the Texans, uh, you know, just different teams throughout the years that have never had a great quarterback. And they come into the Saints defense. I think it was even Brian Hoyer a long time ago. Just various uh, no-name guys letting up the Saints defense for two, three hundred yards, two, three touchdowns. It's awful. Yeah. But speaking of touchdowns and stuff like that with the defense, I pulled up on Twitter. Uh, someone uh, found the stats from 2016 to 2017 uh, for, as far as the preseason goes and so far. So in 2016, the preseason, the Saints defense had 17 sacks. 25 points per game, and 35% on third downs. 2017 preseason through three games has had, uh, I think it was 16 team sacks, 6.6 points per game, and 29% on third downs. I, I'd say that's a heck of a lot that was That's awesome. And I actually linked to that exact tweet um, in my newest article, too, just because I thought it was so interesting. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had seven sacks all of last preseason, and we had four just in Saturday's game. Fantastic stuff. I find it, awesome. it was great. And you, you want me to tell you something, too? Speaking of awesome, we can uh, turn this direction a bit. Marshawn Lattimore, yes. we were talking about last week, how we uh, we both, especially you, Dayton, wanted to yes. see more of Marshawn Lattimore. Yes. We saw it. We did. Marshawn Lattimore, uh, I, I was talking to different people, and everyone was astounded by what he was doing. For example, Marshawn Lattimore isn't exactly one of those um, – players that will beat you with his physicality he'll beat you with his actions yeah so what i mean by this is so uh, marshall Lattimore doesn't always when a quarterback comes off the line against a wide receiver there's usually a variety of tactics the quarterback will use to either get a one-up on the wide receiver or keep up with the downfield that could include jamming the wide receiver or yeah. pushing off against the wide receiver as they go downfield marshall Lattimore doesn't always do this given but he was still able to uh, keep up, given fast wide receivers for the Texans, down the field, one-on-one, -on -one, just about every single time, to have pass breakups, almost interceptions. Or so Lattimore was turning around when he needed to, given, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, like, rookies, especially cornerbacks, have been known to struggle, you know, have known to been exposed, not just saying the Saints, but any time, against, you know, really good offenses. So... I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just really excited. Well, well, Marshawn Lattimore is doing veteran stuff, and I'm yes, happy about yeah, it. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore had two pass breakups in the game, 
And I do agree oh. with with what you're saying. A lot of the times, what receiver what cornerbacks will do against receivers, they could either jam them up on the line, slow down yeah. their route, kind of slow up the timing. Uh, Lattimore obviously will do that sometimes in press man to man. Yeah, but, but not right, always. That's right. Thing. For the most part, he he feeds into the wide receiver's game, makes them feel comfortable. Yeah. I think that's why he's going to get a lot of interceptions, is because the wide receiver quarterbacks are going to feel comfortable and they're going to throw the ball, and Lattimore is going to be there to make a play on it um, in one way or another. So I was really impressed by him. No wait. Houston Texan receiver in the game had more than 34 yards receiving. That's, wow. that, that speaks a lot of volume. No Texan in the game rushed for more than 15 yards. Uh, as a team, they averaged 2.7 yards per carry. That is dominating defensive football right there. Okay, and here we go. Plus, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, Domino. No, you're good. No, continue what you thought. I, you, I pulled up something. The Saints only scored 13 points, but that's against also a very, very good Texan defense. With, yeah. With JJ considering, Clowney, you know. yeah, considering how their defense I, was, 13 points is, yeah. is too bad. And, and considering, too, that, um, uh, for example, for, you know, the 13 points, obviously it'll be more when the season starts for the offense. But, yeah. you know, our starting offense did a play the whole game. But, okay, speaking of Marshawn Lattimore, though, just how good he was. Uh, so, basically, right now, pro football – uh, focus is uh, a website account, whatever that uh, deals with a lot of specific analytics in regards to football players, anything kind of players. So they had Marshawn Lattimore specifically last night. He had 0.41 yards per cover snap. So basically, he was targeted three times, only gave up one reception for 15 yards, which I think is phenomenal, especially considering just as has his athleticism, just his playmaking ability. Oh, he undercuts uh, wide receiver routes and makes plays on the ball. Oh, man. It, yeah. I, I'm really tempted to get a Marshall Lattimore jersey. Dude, uh, I, I, I really am. Why? I mean, like, why not, honestly? Like, might as, might as I mean, well. I just I got a brand new future of the team. And we traded him, so. That's true. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, really, literally, if you look throughout the history of the Saints, the only jersey, uh, I mean, like, at least in the past 10 or so years, the only player who, like, Oh, that was a really smart decision to buy his jersey because it was Drew Brees. Like that's the only yeah. guy who's like consistently been with the team. But that's football; it happens, you know. It yeah. Happens all, every once in a while, but uh, I think a Marshawn Lattimore jersey would be great, especially the way he played on Saturday. He he deserves to have his jersey bought. Um, I am I'm really proud of the defense, not only for what they did, but the fact that what they that what they're doing, it's all tangible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not us saying, oh, well maybe next week they won't do this or, oh, no, they, they just have a lot of potential as a team. This is stuff that we can actually measure because the four sacks in one game, that's a, that's fantastic. You, you don't see that all the time. And, th- and that was Cameron Jordan didn't have a sack in the game too. Like our leading sack man, very weird word to say. I apologize for saying sack man, but our leading <laughs> sack getter, Cameron Jordan didn't even have a sack in the game and we still got four sacks. That's yeah. that. That's that's the tangible evidence I need. That interception by Damian Swan, two turnovers in a row, back to back games. That's yeah. the stuff that we're looking for as far as the defense putting us to that next level. So, and I just got to say one thing. I've got to get. I have to. I must give credit to Dennis Allen for the yes. work that he is doing on the defense. Yes. Uh, given last year, everything wasn't perfect. It was right. It was his first year stepping up as a main defensive coordinator after the whole uh, Rob Ryan saga, but. I will give credit to him right now, as of right now. It could change, but as of right now, everyone is really, what's the word, optimistic yet hesitant because of this is in a world of Saints. Right. When it comes to defense, we don't know what to expect, and in most cases, it's usually bad. But I, I have to give credit, as of right now, to Dennis Allen for what he is doing. Yes. Dennis Allen right now seems to be the mastermind behind 
everything. He is uh, mixing his schemes. He is uh, giving quarterbacks false hope, he, uh, like opposing quarterbacks a false sense of security. He is mixing coverages and different yeah. He He's just everywhere, whether it be allowing more players to, uh, you know, get pressure on the defensive line. Now, obviously, that uh, has to play in part with the other coaches that we can name later. But just everything as a whole, everything looks really good. It's all consistent, especially the secondary, because that's what I was worried about, you know, with all the players coming back, the new rookies coming in. He's doing great, and that's what I need to give him credit for, because of he, right now, if things, uh, if the New Orleans Saints right now have a, a mediocre defense, I'm saying top 20. Does it need to yeah. be, uh, I'm not even saying 15. I'm saying 18, 19, 20 defense, even a little bit lower, if you want to go that way. The Saints will make the playoffs because they have an outstanding offense. All you need to do is give them a defense that will create turnovers and get some pressure. And I'm telling you, this team can easily, easily, when I say easily, <laughs> just easily like four times. Yeah. But I try to emphasis, emphasize when I say, if you give Drew Brees a defense, they're making the playoffs. It's, look at what Tom Brady does. Their defense isn't always perfect, but yet he gets them to the playoffs. It, it's simple. Yeah. You just try it contribute a little bit every now and then you know yep but yep yeah um so for the saints defense you're so. good man yeah I, I love it. <laughs> three things to say before we move on to uh okay. previewing the game against the ravens uh number one i really like that you brought up dennis allen because the yeah. the last time we we had a consistently productive and and you know I, I, good or great defensive coordinator was greg williams and the oh, only reason yeah. we had to let him go was because of Bounty Gate, or else he would have yeah. probably stayed on the team for a lot more years. So it's finally nice to have a defensive coordinator who's been around for a little bit, knows the defense, knows the system, knows what Sean Payton likes to do. So I'm excited to see the future Dennis Allen has with the team uh, and, and what he's able to produce uh, for this year. Uh, and it is going to be difficult for the defense. I do think that they will be top 20, but it's going to be difficult due to the division that we play in. So we have to oh, go up absolutely. against Jameis Winston twice, Cam Newton twice. We have to go up against Matt Ryan and, and those Falcons uh, team that, that just won the NFC Championship a season ago. We have to go up against them twice. So that's going to be a little bit difficult. But still, I do think that we will have a top 20 defense. Uh, could sneak our way into the top 15, top 10. Who knows? Uh, who knows how much they'll improve and who knows how well all of our starters will play together when they're you know actually playing together. Third and final thing before we move on, uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN just tweeted, uh, the Eagles have traded long snapper John Dorenbos to the Saints in exchange for a seventh-round pick in 2019. Wait, so this, wait, wait, wait. What? So the Saints, the Saints give up a 2019 seventh-round pick to the Eagles for a long snapper. Pretty much just happened. That's so, interesting. So that's two long snappers traded in a day. Mm-hmm. But Oh, yeah, I saw that the other day. Uh, yeah, so right here. Yeah. The 2019 yeah. Round According pick. to Josh uh, Kazenstein, a great guy. He's a Saints beat writer for the Times-Picune. Uh, he just tweeted that Justin Drescher, who is our usual long snapper, uh, was in a walking boot today. Um, so uh, we're just looking for another good. option, I, I guess. Um, Maybe in the worst case scenario, we've got somebody. Interesting. Okay, so that's interesting. I mean, it's not it's not huge news by any means. It's not huge trade news. Obviously, it's a seventh round draft pick, two years uh, for for a, for a guy who just follows or job is to just snap the ball. Not huge news, but it, you know, it, it is interesting to see um, how this will kind of. Uh, you know, fan out and whatnot. Uh, I think that's that would make him our third long snapper on the team, including to Matt DeMello of Who Dat Dish. They're 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 talking about it in the group chat right now. Um, oh really? 
And Matthew Mafatridge just pointed out that, yeah, we have an undrafted long snapper out of Utah also on the team, along with John Drescher. So, yeah, yeah so someone will make it. But may the best man win, you know? Yeah. All right. That is, you know. So let's move on. So fantastic that the Saints won. Need to finish business again at home. We are going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this is going to be the final preseason game for the New Orleans Saints. Again, it is in New Orleans. The Ravens are 3-0. and As uh, Tyler pointed out earlier in the broadcast, they are the number one ranked defense so far in the preseason. Uh, this game is in three days. Uh, it's it's going to be on this Thursday. And like I said, in New Orleans. Uh, Baltimore has only given up 19 total points so far this preseason. Very, very impressive stuff. Um, Tyler, first of all, when, when you look at this game, when you first look at it, obviously it's going to be an important game uh, because it is the final tune-up before the regular season. Do you see a lot of starters playing? What stands out to you most about us playing the Ravens? Okay. Do you think this w- will be able to get a win? Uh, okay, so uh, will you? I actually, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Uh, when you say the final tune-up, I, I, I'm going to reword what you said. I'm going to say a little clean-up. I actually, if anything, I don't see the Saints starters starting at all. I okay. think the Saints, uh, maybe one series. I'll give them that because okay. you know, I mean, like this is the fourth preseason game. They saw everything they want to see. The third preseason game, preseason game. Hence, uh, the reason why Saints fans were freaking out that Alvin Kamara didn't play. They were saving him. We didn't. We saw what we needed to, for example. But okay, I'm yeah. gonna say this. I I would love to see. Uh, all the third, fourth stringer, uh, fourth stringers play and see what they are made of. You know, uh, this game is going to be is going to have uh, opportunities for players that usually wouldn't see wouldn't see any time playing in a regular season, given you know unless like any injuries or anything you know like that happened. But I would say that I don't know if the Saints won because it's tough. I the I'm going to say right now because it's the preseason and the Ravens have the first rate defense. They probably, my assumption would be they have a lot of great depth uh, uh, throughout their defense, uh, you know, like through the secondary linebackers, right. defensive yeah. linemen. So, I don't know. I think our defensive depth, personally, is a lot better than our offensive depth going forward, you know, when it comes to, like, third, fourth string guys. But I'm rambling. Okay, we'll see this still. Uh, see uh, see what happens. Arthur Mollett, one guy that yes. we haven't been talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Like we've been saying earlier, almost like with Stefani Anthony, I found on Twitter, people think he's injured. That's the reason why he's not playing. Wouldn't surprise me actually if he gets cut. But Arthur Mullet, the cornerback uh, who we picked up, I just don't understand what's going on with him. He showed so much potential, but he hasn't been playing. I don't know if he's injured. If he is injured, Saints fans, if you know, make sure to let us know, please, because uh, he's one of those players I would fully expect if healthy to play uh, when we play the Ravens, you know, yeah. to see what he's made of, because he could easily uh, take a spot away from Damian Swan, Devontae Harris, you know, those kind of yeah. guys. But yeah. what do you got? I, I, I'm interested to see, now that you bring that up, I was thinking maybe most of the starters would play, but I, th- I think you're kind of right. We have seen most of what we need, especially, you know, yeah. obviously the coaching staff has. Who knows? Uh, like, yeah, I think if they do play, they'll probably play one or two series at the most just because you don't want to risk any injuries right before you kick off the season. But this game is really going to be about who, because they have to make roster cuts uh, yep. the day after the game, and then they have to make yep. roster cuts uh, like two days and two weeks 
subsequently afterwards, obviously before this. So we have, we have to cut down from the uh, about 90 guys that we have on the team to 53 here soon. There's going to be a lot of cuts going on soon. So this game is going to be really important for the second and third stringers, especially like you were just saying. Making the most of any opportunities. Exactly. That's what I was really emphasizing. Exactly. Because players crave off of this stuff. You know, like, yep. uh, look at what the Saints have been doing with uh, little solo guys. Like, Chris Banjo has been taking every opportunity, for example. Like, a special teams tackle here or there. Different defensive linemen have been getting pressure in sacks. It, it just matters about what you do with the time you're given, you know? I'm really, yeah. personally, all about the quote, and then you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You know, if right. you're not out trying, how do you know you're, you're going to succeed, you know? Right, yeah. right, yep. And, That's just uh, my little bit on it, so. I, I think that there are some guys on the bubble who really need to step up. Uh, one of them is I, Stephon Anthony. Yep. Uh, he's going to need to step up. I think Tavares Cadet is going to need to step up because, look. I think he's gone. You think he's gone? I think he's gone too, but yeah. who, who knows? Because I'm guessing Sean Payton's going to keep four running backs on the team, and Peterson, Ingram, yep. and Kamara are lock-ins. We're going to see how that is. For Ted Ginn Jr., he's going to make the roster, obviously, most likely, unless something crazy happens. Uh, but I think that, but for him to actually be a pivotal receiver for us, he's going to have to step up in, in this final game, really show us what he's got. Can he catch the ball often enough? And then, yeah, I, I like how you just brought up um, uh, uh, Devonta Harris, because I also have him on the yeah. list uh, uh, with Arthur Mullet, Damian Swan, Ken Crawley, all those guys. Uh, I think two, two out of four of those guys are probably not going to make the team. So it's going to be yeah, interesting to see who, who um, out of those four, because they, they, they've all had their moments in the preseason. I, I think Damian Swan gets the boot, and I think Devonta Harris gets the boot too. So both of those guys, because I, I, I would take Ken Crawley and uh, Arthur Mullet over Damian Swan and, and Devonta Harris. Unless, I've got one unless question. Step up. Shoot, shoot, bro, shoot. Okay. Okay, um, um, Michael Motti, do you think he makes the roster? Ooh. Just out of curiosity, I was looking through the roster, and because remember, he had that surgery, I think with his, yeah. like, his intestines, and right now I'm looking at the depth chart, and, you know, especially if they lose Stefan Anthony, Michael Motti would probably be behind yeah. Alex Anzalone. And I, know, I, so. I think Motti is one of our best special teams players, too. Yeah, so I he, agree. Had, he, he holds value there, too, so if he's healthy, I think that he for sure makes yeah. the team, but I haven't heard of a lot, a lot from him, obviously, I think, because... Of the yeah, because I don't so, think I... I haven't been hearing anything about him either during the preseason, if he's been playing or not. See, it's just, I wish we could hear more from every single player, you know, Yeah, we can. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see, though. Yeah, obviously, yeah. like I said, we're, we're going to be cutting down on a lot, a lot, a lot of guys um, going in. Anything else you want to say about this game or, or the Texas um, game? Anything else you want to throw in? Any other, any other thoughts you want to spew off the top of your head? I would just say that uh, for a Saints fan, for a while, uh, I think the last time we actually had a shutout was, I believe, in 2008. You know, for the, I get it's preseason, but the, right. to actually see a shutout and to actually know that things are in the works of getting this team back to the playoffs, that, for me, is really hopeful. You know, and I, I will just say this, Saints fans, week one, we start in Minnesota. The Super Bowl is in Minnesota. Wouldn't surprise yeah. me if the Saints are there twice. If if they if they begin their season and end their season in the same season, <laughs> you know how awesome that would be. Wouldn't that be beautiful, yeah. man? It wouldn't surprise um, me. I hope that happens too. Especially imagine Adrian Peterson's feeling, you know, going through that. Oh my gosh! Not a lot that. of playoff success for the Vikings while he while he was there for for the ten years he was, and and like I'm not I'm not saying obviously we're not saying that oh this is likely going to happen, but like if it did happen, 
it would just be mad. Like you can't write that stuff in Hollywood. Like a perfect Cinderella story ending for him. He'd probably retire the second he won the Super Bowl. I'm going to Disneyland, and then he just (laughs) retires right there. So, all right, well. That, that was uh, episode number 11 of the Who Dat Dish podcast. Again, guys, be sure to go to whodatdish.com. Follow us on Twitter uh, at whodatdish. Yep. Tyler, go ahead and give us a, a, a sign-off real quick. Okay. Uh, so first- before we do the sign-off, um, Dayton and I were talking about this uh, a little uh, unexpected here. I figured we mentioned it now because we're going to try to start implementing things. Make sure to really check us out on Twitter because we're going to start getting a lot more involved with, within this community. Obviously, we're getting listeners. and We would like to be a part of what you guys think regards to our podcast, in regards to the New Orleans Saints, anything. So we're going to start doing polls, for example, on our Twitter account that you can follow at the WDD podcast for the official Reddish podcast account. We will also start doing, uh, this may be in the works, we still need to figure out all the kinks, but uh, uh, some sort of shout out, whether that be mentioning your name, mentioning a question you have, just make sure you get involved. Follow us on Twitter. And we will respond to you guys. We love talking Saints football. We love talking about the articles we write. We love talking about the information that we can provide to Saints fans like you. So make sure to really check us out. And we're going to start getting involved a lot more. Taking yeah. it to high yeah. gear for everything um, within the podcast. The Saints, who that dish, all that good stuff. But make sure to follow uh, this amazing host on the other end. Uh, Dayton Brown. At Dayton underscore Brown underscore on Twitter. Make sure to follow me. At Raymond uh, Raymond Tyler M on Twitter, but that's all I've got, folks. So what do you got, Dayton? Yeah, fantastic stuff. Again, yeah, be sure to follow <laughs> uh, the podcast Twitter because we will be like Tyler said, be doing more pools, uh, po- pools, oh, pools, no pools, pools, <laughs> and uh, we will be trying to give oh. um, some special shout outs, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, but yeah, be sure because that that also um, we we tweet out the link to the podcast every time it goes live, uh, and so you can keep up to date with everything there. Uh, and be sure to follow us on Twitter because we're always talking about the Saints. We're always retweeting news. So you Absolutely. can stay up to date with your favorite team. Everybody's favorite team is the Saints, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, there aren't, uh, there aren't 31 other teams in the NFL, are there? No, nope, just one. one. Just only yeah, one that matters. Saints. Only one that matters is the Saints. <laughs> um, yep. Again, thoughts out to everybody affected uh, in Houston exactly. yeah. right now. Sure. That, what, what's going on? Hopefully that ends up. You know, resolving itself being better in the near future. Like I said, natural disasters, you, you really can't control them. You, you just really have to do your best to um, try to keep everybody around you as well as yourself uh, above ground and healthy and safe. Uh, other yeah. than that, there, there's not much you can do, and, and that's the scary part about everything. But um, with that note, thank you, everybody, so much for listening this week. Be sure to tune in next week again, uh, Monday, September 4th, uh, where we will be reviewing the Saints game against the Ravens, no matter how ugly, no matter how good it is, we will be reviewing and talking about it. Uh, We'll be talking about the cuts that the teams make, and then we will also hopefully have a special guest on next week, either on the show or later on in the show. Uh, It could be Sean from Under the Dome, or it could be somebody else, because we don't have to preview the Minnesota Vikings game quite yet. Actually, take that back. Yes, we will. We No, 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 no. No, I take that back. I'm sorry. I'm rambling a little bit. We don't... We we, we might preview their game against the Vikings... A little bit on Monday, but we also record that following Monday. So we're going to get a podcast up before the game kicks off so that we yeah. preview them. Uh, yeah, so, so, we'll so it's super, super fresh. Like like a couple hours before the, the game kicks off, we'll have the podcast up and, and ready for you guys to look over. So, I like good info. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But again, thank you everybody so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and be sure to go to 
uh, whodatdish.com, uh, as well as whodatdish on Facebook. We never usually shout out the Facebook, but, but go to Facebook. Yeah. They're always posting the articles there as well. Um, yeah, again, thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much for the <laughs> Thanks, incredible guys. support, and we will talk to you guys next week.